Kowalski. What's going on? I am super excited to be here with you and two special guests today. We have all the guests today. We have both the Michelles coming in. Uh, That's not going to be confusing at all for the listeners. Well, they can watch it on YouTube, I guess. They can figure it out. But in the if assuming this shows up the same way once it hits YouTube, you have Michelle, is it Raul? Is that how you pronounce it yep, right? Yeah, like Powell with an R. Wow, look at that. First try. And M- <laughs> Michelle, very easy to pronounce Hill. Yeah, it's not a hard last name. Yeah, that one's easy. So, you can uh, also distinguish us because I am Canadian and Michelle is from Georgia. So, you know, it's a little different. Uh, yeah, at least way. you guys don't have both Georgia accents or both Canada accents. <laughs> Canada. Well, I, I speak Southern, so I could I could do the Georgia thing all day long. Okay. Uh, and I have enough Canadian friends. I'm starting to be able to translate Canadian, too. So I think that... <laughs> I think that works out for me. Welcome, ladies. Is this your first time on the podcast for both of you on any podcast or or no? Oh, yes. Definitely first timer. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll try to make it memorable. No promises. I cannot guarantee anything. Sometimes it's super difficult. Yeah, it's so hard to podcast. Well, the recording's the easy part. I've been really struggling getting stuff posted. I'm hoping I get this posted tomorrow. My podcast uh Sponsor has uh, just released a new um, version of what we use to record this on or to upload it on, and it has not meshed well with me. So we will uh, we'll see how this goes, but we will get you to air eventually if it's not tomorrow. But it, I should make it happen. So before we jump into that, you guys know the routine. We're going to talk about some sponsors. And uh, Ben, I screwed up this week, bro. I went and did a workout, and I didn't take UCAM beforehand, and I paid for it. Did you die? Um, yes, I did. I was trying to decide how much I should blame on you, can and how much to just blame on my crappy CrossFit ability. And I'd say I think, eighty twenty. Yeah, I think you're right. I think eighty percent. Called the Pareto it, principle. Yeah, I think definitely eighty percent of it was my my bad CrossFit ability, and uh, the rest is probably because I just wasn't I wasn't fueled up properly and wasn't prepared for what I was putting my body through. But when I do prepare which uh, I've been really good lately about tracking all my workouts and like keeping notes on everything I do. And so it occurred to me that I've been doing that, but what I haven't been doing is tracking what I'm eating before. And so now I've started doing that too. And you can as a regular in that. Uh, For those of you who have listened to the show, you've already heard me say this, but it's a super starch. And basically what it does is it um, allows you a steady, like long lasting energy stream without spikes and crashes. So that you would normally have if you had sugar. So like, here's what I view it as is, you know, when I take like a pre-workout and you get those awesome jittery ants crawling on your feeling, you know, skin laser feeling. beams coming out of your yes. eyeballs. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. Love it. You don't get that with, you can at all, nah. but what, but what you also don't get is the crash that comes about 15 minutes after. So like I always like those, you know, I have one that I take occasionally, like a pre-workout that gets me all jacked up like that when it's a short workout and I can get away with that. But if it's 30 minutes or longer, that don't work. Cause you get about halfway through and you're grabbing your knees, you know, that's why you got to stack them. Like I do. I have my pre like this morning, I worked out 6 30 AM here at Wad prep headquarters. I'm getting the band back together. Me and a buddy threw down here in the morning. <laughs> And I took, I had my, you can, I had two scoops of the um, energy starch or the energy powder, basically two scoops of carbs. And then one scoop, 
let's be honest, it was a rounded scoop because I needed a right. little bit of extra caffeine today. So it took like one and a quarter scoops of uh, my pre-workout powder. And it's the perfect blend of laser beams out of your eyeballs. And then also like actually having a little bit of carbohydrates in your system. Um, and it, I loved it. Did, did it did I you, sucked at exercising, but I felt great. Did you dry scoop it? No, dude, it tastes too good to dry scoop. Like the whole <laughs> thing combined is, I think the, the pre-workout I have is called like rain, rainbow unicorn flavor or something like that. Right. I don't even know what brand it is. And then, uh, and then the you can is the orange and it's just, Am I saying that right? Orange, 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 orange. orange. Yeah, that's close um, whatever it is. It's delicious. And I actually savor it on the way to the I have a nine minute drive to Wadprop headquarters from my house and me and the dogs savor the taste. They don't get any, but they see how happy it makes me savored for nine minutes. Can you imagine giving pre-workout to your dog? I can't like can't man. No, Murphy you- already is an absolute terror. <laughs> he ate all of the pumpkin cookies and zucchini bread last week. I think I talked about this. Uh, Murphy is a terror. He's adorable, but he's a terror. Man, Murphy, don't be eating the zucchini bread, bro. We'll be doing that. Well, look, long, I know. Look at that. Look at that good boy. Look at that. Well, long story short, you need to get uh, get some UCAN. They've got some great energy bars. They have these little squeezy packs uh, that are equally amazing. They have uh, protein with energy. A lot of options for you. You can use our code SCALE, S-C-A-L-E, at their website, which is youcan.co, not com, .co. Uh, and they've been running a bunch of sales around. Right now, it's 30% site-wide. So if that's still going, that's better than our code. So do that. Um, but if you get there late, you can use our code and get 20% off. So uh, that's it for the sponsored ads. For the kind of the non-sponsored ads, I'm still wearing Manavates from our last show and I'm loving them, loving them. The 300s, how are your running shoes? You have these ones, right? Yeah, the blue ones, they sent you the blue ones too. Now we can twin at Wadapalooza. Absolutely not. I will not wear the same clothing as you. That'd be so cute. Now I love my lifters and dude, the running shoes, I have done zero running, but I played a lot of pickleball and they're great pickleball shoes. Wow. I'm glad it's they amazing. say the same color. It's amazing what happens when you don't use flat CrossFit shoes to play sports. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm excited. They seem the same color. They didn't tell me they were going to make that color in kid sizes. So I think that's great. I think it's absolutely great. Good stuff. For someone who doesn't like to get trolled, you're really good at trolling. No, no, no. Wow. That's not trolling. Like smack talk when you're one-on-one is not trolling. When you just message someone out of the blue and make fun of their sports teams or something that they care about that's trolling big difference yeah but it's the browns they're hilarious oh well, i don't anyway. mind if you i don't mind you and i sit here and smack talk about the browns because we're friends and you know we probably would have the same commentary on that crappy game last night but anyway Trash. let's talk about crossfit with our guests tonight which we I'm have very- guests oh my gosh I know. I'm very excited to do this because we normally take questions from listeners and we thought it'd be fun. You know, when we were doing the wide prep open um, a few weeks ago, Ben and I thought it'd be fun to have some people on that were part of that. So we could hear about their experience and, and, uh, and hear a little bit, you know, about how you guys got into CrossFit. So I'm going to start with Michelle Hill because I'm going to consider her the guest because she's Canadian. No offense, <laughs> Michelle Rao, but the rest of us are Americans. <laughs> Uh, to America, Michelle Hill. Yes. <laughs> so Michelle Hill, why don't we start with you? How'd you get into CrossFit? How long have you been doing CrossFit? Why don't we start there? Uh, okay. So it's 
2021. So I've been doing it for five and a half years. So I started CrossFit when I was 41 years old. Um, I had a very sedentary desk job for many, many years. And I had young kids and I kind of lost my way. And my son's hockey coach opened a CrossFit gym in our community. And he invited me to like, see his new gym. I was like, okay, I've never heard of this CrossFit stuff. And I'll come check out your gym and see what you're doing. And I went there and I was like, this place is crazy. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> like, this is not something that I do. People were doing like pull-ups and handstand push-ups. Like, this is craziness and weights were dropping. I was like, no, definitely not. So he invited me to like the Saturday partner workout. So I, I came and I showed up and I did the workout. I was like, wow, I really like this. Like, when can I come back? <laughs> so I, I just kept showing up and, you know, I, I started getting a lot better. I felt a lot better about myself. I made a lot of friends and it was just nice to have something for like myself after spending so many years as a mom to young kids and kind of not having your own thing. How, how scary was that first experience? Like I remember mine walking in the door and it's almost exactly the way you described. You've got places full of 20 somethings with their shirts off and they're dropping weights and music's blaring and, and, you know, just pure it, it's, it's like insanity it's like just pure people craziness. are like bleeding and they're happy about yes. it they're grunting <laughs> yeah like how what, what was it like for you how intimidating was that coming in it it was quite intimidating but luckily one of the coaches there is very outgoing and she like literally came over and like grabbed me <laughs> it's like you're coming with me and she showed me like everything she stayed with me the whole class and made me feel really like comfortable and that like I could do it. So that was like a really nice feeling. And, you know, just recently I earned my CrossFit level one and I've been helping people start their journey in CrossFit. And that's one of the things I try to do is like make them feel comfortable in the space um, because love it was that. so intimidating for me. I, I love the fact that you like, based on your initial experience, which thankfully went well, right? <laughs> You have to think how many people walk into a gym and they like we are all four of us know that they're just like one halfway decent workout and a smiling high five away from like changing their lives forever. Right. Like you did. Oh, yeah. However, if they're not properly introduced by that outgoing welcoming person that you had luckily had someone to do that with you. If you walk into a gym and no one says hi and no one is willing to like take you under their wing and, and show you around and help you through that first workout, just think of how many people have been, have had the opposite experience and how different their lives are and how different their lives could have been. So like, this is just a shout out to, and it's amazing that now, like now that you are the coach, you realize how important that first session is Oh yeah, um, so this and is just a, a shout out to everyone out there. Who's like, like, if you think you need to say hi and smile to someone when they're new, please do it because it literally could change your life. Yeah. And that's the great thing about CrossFit, right? Like, there's so many welcoming, kind people who just want you to do well and succeed. It's like the greatest thing that you can do for yourself. Well, for any affiliate owners listening, Michelle is your target audience. If you guys don't know this already, like if you have a, a 40 something mom 
with young kids walking to your gym, she has seen some shit and has seen some crazy things and will not be intimidated by whatever you program or whatever not so things may or may not happen in your gym. But to you know Ben's point, you got to smile and be nice and treat them with respect. But you know, recognize that you know the athletes that are going to pay your bills are not these you know, shirtless 20 year olds are going to come in and hang out for six months and hook up with everything under the sun. Like it's the master's athletes. That's where the money is. So pay attention, affiliate owners. Hey, what was your, uh, Michelle, what was your first workout? Do you remember? I don't remember specifically what it was. I know there were handstand pushups and ball balls because I remember not being able to even like step into my car for about three days afterwards. And still could not wait to go back. I remember I, I have this weird, like, I can't, I can't even tell you what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember so many of my first workouts. And I remember that same experience, uh, getting in my car after a workout and not being able to drive home because I wasn't sure I would make it out of the parking lot without throwing up. Like, and my head was splitting and I'm like, why am I paying for this? Like, why am I giving these people 150 bucks a month to make me feel this way? And then I just keep coming back. Yeah. Over, There's something over. so satisfying though about like knowing you did it. That's the other thing, right? Like, so when life throws you all these challenges, you're like, I already did all these hard things. And this is just another thing. And I can definitely do that too. How long into your journey before you decided to get your level one? Like you started drinking the Kool-Aid and then apparently you started guzzling it. Yeah, so I, snorting the cool. <laughs> yeah, she's snorting it, dry, dry scooping it. Um, so I I signed up to take it last year in COVID, and I actually was delayed. Just hang on a second, my dog is going crazy. Give that dog some pre workout. Yeah, no, I don't think she needs any pre workout. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I kind of thought I would like to teach people, but I didn't feel like I knew enough myself to sort of impart wisdom onto other people. Um, and then after I'd done it for quite some time, like a lot of people were like, how come you're not a coach? And I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it. So last year I signed up to do the level one and then everything got canceled from COVID. And I really held out because I wanted that like in-person experience because I know how valuable that is um, when you're receiving like that instruction face-to-face. And so I did it in September, we were actually allowed to have it face to face here, and it was an incredible experience. Like, just made me fall in love with CrossFit, like all over again. And the main thing was like the whole thing about fitness being a buffer, or fitness being a buffer against sickness, and that was just like mind blowing. It was like this is what this is why we're doing this. So, you know, we have this fitness. So if sickness comes our way, we have this great buffer to to help us get through that. It's crazy, isn't it? That I feel like I don't see that. And I'm not going to get on some political rant here, but I don't feel like I'm seeing this on the news at all. The fitness is a buffer for illness. Mm. Drive, no, does you it don't, drive you as crazy you, as it does us? It does. Yeah. Like, cause people don't see like, when you do this stuff, like why do I get up at five in the morning? And I know Michelle also gets up at some crazy hour to, to complete her fitness and all the time that she has in the day. But we do this because it helps us get through all the other stuff that we have to do. It's just, it's, it's so weird to me. I had a conversation at work today with my boss, actually, and one of our coworkers is really sick with Rona. And uh, he's a, he's a big dude, like a big guy. And then I 
been out of shape for a long time. Like you can show, and I love the guy. So I'm not saying this with any judgment. Like he's a really, really great guy, but my boss, none of these people are into fitness, none of them. And my boss says to me, he's like, this is the one guy we didn't want to get it, which was basically saying what we all know is that fit people have a better chance than non-fit people. If you live a healthier lifestyle, you know, and so it just, it blows me away that, you know, we don't hear more about this. Sorry for the political rant, but yeah. you got me started, Michelle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that, that was the one thing that like stood out to me. Like if more people knew about this, like they may choose this over like spending their time going to the doctor and like trying all these medicines and things when they could use their own body to, to heal themselves or provide that buffer to themselves. Yeah. Movement is medicine. Yes. For that's sure. been a mantra this year for sure. Yeah, no, no argument there. Well, let's uh, let's hear from Michelle Rowell. I want to I wanted to hear kind of the same story. How did you, how did you find CrossFit? How long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing it for nine years. Um, actually, at the end of November was nine years. Um, no, I don't have a muscle up, so I'm going to get one though, just one. I know. I'm going okay. to get it. <laughs> but um, my story's not quite as exciting as Michelle's. I used to be a runner in a former life. In 2012, I had just finished a full marathon. And so I'd gotten home and I was like, you know, what's next? And I just happened to be looking on Pinterest and I saw this CrossFit woman. And I was like, I don't want to look like that. And Which woman so- was it? Do you remember? I don't, I think it was Sarah, but uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, but I'm not sure. I think it was her. Um, I'm one of those people who can't remember their first workout either. So, but anyway, the next day I was driving to work and I, there was a CrossFit that had opened like that week, three minutes from my house. And so I went and they basically told me I didn't have any muscle. And I was like, no way. I just, I just ran 26.2 miles. <laughs> and they're like, lady, you don't have any muscle. And they were right. <laughs> And so that's how I got started. And um, I started by going three times a week and skipping a day in between because I was so sore. But it changed my life. Like those people became my community. And um, anyway, that's, that's my story. I just went and I didn't stop going back. I just kept going back. I don't remember really anybody like, Michelle said, making me feel super welcome. But I mean, somebody did because I wouldn't have kept going back. Um, I don't remember feeling super intimidated. I just knew I wanted to be like them. I wanted to look like those people. And it took me about five years to figure out the nutrition aspect of it. Um, But I just love, like, I'm just in love with it. It's well, I've been next to my husband and my family. And probably Jesus, it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been doing it 10 years and I still haven't figured out the nutrition aspect. So maybe you can clue us all <laughs> in here. I, I, I made this really healthy dinner tonight. It was asparagus and, and uh, broiled salmon and some little new potatoes. And when I got done, I felt so good about myself. So I'm like, I should check for abs now because I had one good meal. <laughs> you know? Well, abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, they weren't That's tonight. Right. They weren't tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say he tried making um, them and they just it just didn't work out. No. It was a Pinterest fell. Exactly. Well, I wanted to say something in relation to what Ben just said that movement is medicine. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a nurse practitioner with a weight loss surgeon. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And I've been doing that for eight years. And it's I'm just like you, John. 
I can't get anybody else that I work with to like, it's, it's like, like, do I look, how bad do I look that I cannot motivate you to, to do this? You know, I don't know what the difference is between us and other people, but I don't think it's just intimidation. I think that, you know, people just want to be treated by medicine and they don't understand that movement is medicine and let food be thy medicine. So I really think what you just said is really powerful, Ben, about movement being your medicine, because I see it every day where I work. If I could just get these people to eat right and move, their lives would be completely different and they probably yeah. wouldn't even have to go through a surgery. And on that, so on that note, like I, I've talked about the book a few times, but in Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about like a lot of times your habits and your actions and things that you do naturally, your quote unquote motivation um, stems from your identity. So while you're trying to motivate all these other people to exercise, if they identify themselves as like, I'm not an exerciser, right? So, so like they roll their eyes at being dragged into a gym because I'm not an exerciser, right? Like that sticks with you. So you, you like almost have to like, it needs to be like an intrinsic motivation to change and try to identify yourself as a new identity and like, that's a huge issue with a lot of people, you know, same thing goes yeah. with like smoking cigarettes or something like that. It's like, if you are, if you think I'm a smoker trying to quit versus, you know, I don't smoke, I'm not a smoker. Like those, they're very slight things, but those two things, you know, based on the research have shown to play a major role in the person's ability to quit. So the same thing goes, I would, I would assume with exercising. It's like, if people just don't identify if they like don't think that they ever can become someone who exercises and they're unwilling to like make that identity shift, then right. it's, it's going to, you can't, you know, it, you can't like will someone else to get them to start <laughs> exercising. It's like the best thing that right. we can do is, is at least convince them to come to one class and just hope what happened to Michelle Hill happens to them where they, you know, they're like, Whoa, like this looked intimidating and crazy, but I kind of liked it that's kind yeah. of like all we can hope for is to give them a taste and hope that the taste is good. Otherwise they need to try different, you know, different endeavors. I think, I think there's a type though that does CrossFit. I mean, I I've seen it for years now. I see it in you guys. You both have, you know, fit the type, you know, Michelle Hill, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but you know, I kind of did it earlier. You fit the profile of someone who's, you know, you've, you've done hard things already. So CrossFit, even though it looks hard, isn't as hard as the things you've already done. Like raising kids is infinitely harder than, <laughs> than, uh, and having kids infinitely harder than anything you could ever do in CrossFit. So that's part of it. You know, I also say, you know, people that have experienced that, if you just went to them and said, Hey, would you like to escape for an hour and talk to adults? They're usually like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's go, you know? And so they'll do it, you know, uh, Michelle Rowell, you know, you're a marathon runner. I'm again, I'm making some assumptions here, but I bet you're really good at following programs, meaning you're really good at following directions. And it would sounds like that would also apply as being a nurse practitioner. I hope you're good at following directions as a nurse <laughs> practitioner. And people that can do that typically are really, you know, successful in sticking with CrossFit because it is very process driven. You know, we're there, we give you the workouts, we tell you what the warm ups are. And so I've always looked for people that will do that. Um, I, for me to answer your question, Ben, like, or, you know, how do we get more people to do this? I just think of my parents. It took, you know, my dad 
eight years of watching me do this and a health scare to decide he wanted to do it. So it's, you know, it's, you know, not to make it religious, but it's kind of like Jesus. You got to be a witness. You know, people have to see, they have to, they have to see it in you. You know, they have to, they have to see you living this and that see the positive impact it's had on your life. And, and uh, you know, maybe they'll be willing to make a change and maybe they won't. I don't know. So you're saying we shouldn't just stand out on the street in the middle of bourbon street <laughs> with a big sign that says do CrossFit or hey, you will die. People say we're a cult, Ben. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. So uh, I get a lot of eye rolls when I tell people I CrossFit. <laughs> well, it's so funny because there is like that negative connotation that like I have to, you know, when I tell some people randomly, they'll, you know, I almost have to like caveat like, oh no, I'm not one of those annoying ones because I, I guess there's, you know, it's, <laughs> Spoiler, it is actually, you are, you are. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. It is similar though to to religion it is maybe a form of religion in a sense where like (laughs) i I remember back in the day like having to like caveat when if i shared my my former religious beliefs a lot it was like oh no no no, don't worry i'm not going to shove it down your throat like i promise i'm not judging you you know and it's like like they immediately wanted to be like oh you don't drink like are you judging me right now you know watching me drink and say oh dude no i'm not and it's so funny because i've seen that with crossfit too we're like like if I go to a party where it's like not a bunch of fitness people, which is very rare anymore, but like if I'm at a party or out or even like with my relatives, they'll like, they'll eat cake and they're like, oh, Ben, don't judge me. And I'm like, do you realize how much cake I eat? Like, <laughs> like if only they, and now they know, but like back in the day, it was like, oh, don't judge me. I'm going to have a bite of cake. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's, it's bad. To, it's a shame how many people might have had bad experiences by like the judgmental holier than thou types. Um, and I just hope that more and more people approach it with an open arm and like, if we can just like meet people where they are and then figure out what the next step is for them to get them to try fitness, functional fitness, CrossFit, whatever the heck it is, that's the right thing to do. We don't need to take them all the way over to the dark side and have them drink the Kool-Aid right from the get-go. You could though. You could though. You could, you could. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I want I do want to talk a little bit about the open. You know, Ben, you didn't plan this. You didn't tell me who you were having on tonight, but Michelle Rowell actually trains with the one person who beat me in the CrossFit Open. Oh no. Yes. The, I'm so sorry. The, the number one, yeah, Craig, the number one scaled <laughs> athlete in the world. God hates him. No, so, I love him so much. No, we became good friends through that. That's the beauty of CrossFit is you make friendships. And yes. you know, like, this guy was beating me in the open. And because, you know, I'm just how I'm wired. I messaged him. I shot him a DM and I'm like, bro, you're kicking my ass. Stop that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just started, you know, talking back and forth and we'll occasionally send workouts back. And, you know, I'll send him one and go, hey, do this. I need to know how fast I need to be, you know, because I know he's faster than me. And, uh, you know, it's good to know people like that. And he's super fit. He has an advantage. He's like four feet tall. So, you know, but he's, he's at least he's, he's a little taller than me. I'm five two. <laughs> John, John just hopes that he like sprains his ankle really bad. He's like, Hey man, you should play some <laughs> basketball right before the open, you know, like, or have you ever tried bull, you know, riding bulls and stuff like that? Like maybe we could get into rodeo. He's trying yeah. to convince him to get injured for the open. We we've measured dozens of workouts against each other in and outside the open. And I think I've beat him once. One time. I'm like, telling you, he's a spider monkey. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
But I want to talk about you. We're not going to get pump this guy's head up and make him feel great about himself. <laughs> We're going to talk about you. So, um, so tell me about your wide prep open experience. Like w- when you going into it, like what's your mindset? Is it, Hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, you know, scale these and just do my best. Are you going in with a competitive mindset? Like, what are you thinking when you go in? You're asking me? Yes. Um, so I kind of feel like I know who I am in CrossFit nine years in. And so I signed up for the scale. Um, obviously I can't do muscle ups and things like that. Um, the two things I can't do is muscle ups and um, handstand pushups. And so I just kind of feel like I'm the type of person, I just want to get a really good workout and I'm not really there to beat anybody. Now I'm not going to tell you, I didn't look at like where I was, I did, but like it didn't make or break me or anything. You know what I mean? It's just like, Hey, how did I do compared to these other wad prep masters that, you know, I've been working out with for two years. So um, I loved it. It, w- it was a little bit um, hard just because of the nature of my job, some of the workouts I was doing late. And then I was glad I listened to your podcast because then I knew not to do power snatches instead of the hang oh, snatches on that one workout. <laughs> don't get me started. I was thinking, yeah, I, did a, I did a workout in my basement today and it had burpee box jumps in it. And I did the first two reps and I did box jump overs. And I stopped. And I'm like, why can't I get this right? Like, I even written on my board. Like, how long have you been doing this, John? Too long to be making rookie mistakes. <laughs> too long. I do it too. <laughs> yeah. Is that the way you approach most workouts or is it just this open? You, you approach most of them with a the scaled mindset or? Yes. Yeah. Um, today I prescribed one, but it was basically double unders and total bars. So I can do that. But um, I just kind of know where I fit in, in this community and where I feel good at. And that's where I feel good at. And I try, I also want to make other people feel welcome that aren't doing prescribe because that can be kind of intimidating you know everybody in the any every gym has those people that are just amazeballs you know so um but i just try to make everybody feel included and um that are doing skilled and it's kind of just kind of i'm kind of an encourager i think that's my spiritual gift so to speak is to encourage others well you should encourage me to read the directions more often (laughs) um Michelle Hill, how about you? How are you approaching workouts these days, including this open? Are you, is it the same? You approach them from a scale or do you have a different strategy? So I kind of, I'm like very competitive and I had competed in many opens and then I got injured and I hadn't competed in quite some time. Um, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'll sign up because everyone's doing it. So I did. And then CJ announced the workouts like Sunday night and I was like, oh was a mistake like I don't want to do this <laughs> they're so hard so I was like luckily Wad Prep has this wonderful person who works there and she's like the manager of customer happiness and she sent me this like message she's like don't sweat it it's training for the week just do the workout and have fun I was like all right so I went it would be Savannah would it <laughs> it would be Savannah she always has like the perfect word of encouragement at the perfect time so the first workout was like the snatch test bar one and you couldn't even register a score if you didn't finish the workout and quite honestly like I had a new job that I got recently I have about 50 minutes four days a week to train so I'm not training at anywhere near the volume that I'm used to training so uh-huh. I was like I'm just gonna do it and see what happens I didn't get any weights for my bar I had no expectations of finishing the workout and I finished it and I had like time to do snatches. So I went over and snatched the bar, whatever the weight was for the workout. I can't remember. 
I was like, well, now what? <laughs> so the, after that, I was like, all right, it's on. Like, I'm going to try. So then the next day was Gretel and I did terrible, but I just logged my score and forgot about it. Um, but at the end, um, the best part of the Wild Crab album was I'm terrified of box jumps. I'm terrified. They can't do them. And so I created like this box out of like every plate that our gym owned and some of those pads, like crash pads, because I'm afraid of falling over the edge, not afraid of like hitting my shins. So I made like a long box and I did 57 of 60 box jump overs. And that was like the highlight of my wad crap open. I love it. You like, and, conquered, and that's like such a simple fear. movement for most people like box jump over, like whatever. No, it's a real thing. <laughs> It's a, but, it's definitely, there's a big mental block for some people for, sure. um, for box jumps. So the fact that you came up with a way that you could do it and then did 57 of them. Um, I love it when you surprise yourself in workouts. Like that's one, one thing that I think competition brings out of people that a lot of maybe like day to day gym settings won't necessarily as much is like when there's zero pressure to like, Hey, like, I bet you could probably do a box jump if you tried. So rather than allowing step-ups, like you either do box jumps or you don't, you know, like there's something like, while it's not appropriate all the time to have like zero scaling, um, you know, I mean, the whole podcast about scale and bail, there is something about um, like that competition setting, even if it's something like the Wad Prep October Open, that just pulls out a little bit of surprises from you. So the fact that you surprise yourself with the, with the, um, you know, the snatch workout, that was amazing. And then the fact you did 57 box jumps when normally one is a chore like that, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I normally, I would do zero box jump overs. I would just step over or I would like skip it completely. And I was like, I'm not registering a score of 20 for this workout. I'm going to try, but in general, in general, like, I don't go usually that competitive because I don't have time. So I only have 50 minutes to get my work done. So I look at the programming, I pick what it is, and I listen to what the stimulus of the workout is, and I pick whatever I need to do to make that stimulus happen. So if it's supposed to be fast, then I pick the dumbbells or whatever I need to do to go fast. And then if it's supposed to be for a technique, I try to check my ego and just focus on doing like good technique regardless of what the weight is on the bear. How do you actually do that though? I mean, you mentioned you're competitive. I'm making a few assumptions here. You've got your level one, but I think one of the hardest things for CrossFitters to do, particularly in like a competitive environment, like an open, whether it's the wide prep open or the CrossFit open, or even in a scaled environment, like how do you manage your own expectations between what you would like to do and what you know you should do? Yeah, it's hard to, to put your ego aside, right? Like, so here are two examples. So we think we had like a snatch workout and you were only supposed to build if you felt confident. And I kept building and I knew I shouldn't, like it wasn't a good snatch day for me. And I felt disappointed after I finished. Like I felt like I would have done better if I just dropped the weight and did better reps. So then today we did a clean workout and it said to build if you were feeling confident. And I did some like not great lifts and I stopped adding weight. And then by the end, my last lift at the same weight that I kept where I could have done more, but done not as good technique. And I felt great when I finished. So it's something that you have to learn. And I think it's really hard to 
kind of put that aside, like, because you always want to have like this, you have this goal weight in mind, but I'm trying to shift my mindset to be like, I want it to look pretty and I want to feel good when I leave. And, you know, I, I need to use my body for other tasks during the day. Like I need to be able to walk well and not hurt myself doing a bad clean. Um, cause I have a lot of other things I need to do in the day. Is there some sort of self-talk you're using to talk yourself into these pretty good reps or, um, like any technique that you're personally using to make that happen. I haven't figured it out. That's why I'm asking. I did some really ugly snatch reps in the wide prep open. They were not pretty. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like cleans is probably like my worst lift in the gym. And like, I can definitely like muscle it up, but I don't want to do that anymore. Like I would like it to look good. (laughs) So I've been just telling myself, like, if you keep doing good reps and just add like, weight when it's appropriate and you're doing it well, then you're going to do a lot better. And actually like this year I hit a lifetime clean PR by like doing a lot of technique work and not focusing on adding weight. So, you know, it's hard to do that. I think it took me like five and a half years to stop adding weight. And even last week I did it. And then I had to like say, don't do that next week. (laughs) You know, you need to focus on your technique. Remember what you're trying to do here. It's so interesting how uh, I was going to say, it's so interesting how like that something not to be overlooked, like perfect practice is very important. And the amount of times that I have to fix people's like, like even coaching bar muscle ups the other day here, um, which by the way, we did have a podcast listener come in and I taught him how to do bar muscle ups. That's an upcoming YouTube video. He went from zero to three on within 20 minutes. It was awesome. Uh, and we got it all on YouTube, but, um, one of his main issues is he just had developed a really bad habit from, from frankly, you know, bad practice. He like had gotten away with a couple crazy chicken wing bar muscle ups, uh, back in the day and then lost them because of how bad his chicken wing was. And it's basically like, you just have to train out the bad habits. So if you focus on never developing the bad habits in the first place and not allowing your, your, your thirst for more weight or to get that first rep outweigh the the fact that you want to make sure that your form is solid and you follow the prerequisites. If you can stick, like hold yourself back and, and practice the great form, um, man, that it, it's amazing how, how far that'll take you. So you don't have to go back and fix all the, all the problems that you've developed. Yeah. Well, I don't ever think mine was bad practice, Ben, as much as it was, I had a weight in mind and I was going to hit it either way. And to Michelle's point, I was having a bad snatch day. Like some days, you know, just doesn't look as good as others. And bad was, snatch days leave very bad bruises on, on very bad parts of my body. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> I'm lucky it didn't leave me with a busted shoulder because I completely muscled that last lift with every ounce of energy I had to get there. It was like, it was like kind of CrossFit. Yeah, it was exactly. It does count in CrossFit. It was an adrenaline lift. That's what it was. It was super ugly and I'm lucky I didn't hurt myself. And that's a warning to everyone out there. You guys need to listen to Michelle Hill and don't listen to me that your ego will often write checks. Your body are going to cash in a bad way. Don't do it. <laughs> Just do not do it. Um, Michelle Rowell, I'd like to hear from you. Like, so, you know, obviously you signed up for the, this open and, and I see you doing competitions. I follow you and see you do competitions uh, from time to time. Why do you think it's important to compete as a master's athlete? Uh, well, it makes you work a little bit harder. I think, uh, 
in one of the comps, Craig was my partner and he doesn't let me get away with anything. <laughs> so um, it, it, ma- it makes me work on some things that I might be a little bit lazy about working on. I don't know if y'all ever have some movements that you don't really want to work on. Um, oh, of course, probably not. snatch be one of them. But um, <laughs> um, and like things like maxing out, I don't know. Um, I'm 54, so I'm older than everybody than all of y'all. But um, I don't max out on a lot of stuff anymore, just because I just I, I don't want to hurt myself, I guess. But um, we did some max maxing out in that comp, and that was kind of fun, just to see what I could do when I haven't tried to max out on certain things in a while. Um, but it's just nice to kind of see where you're at against other people your age. Now, there was some like 37 year olds and 40 year olds, you know. Um, but then recently I was in a, the garage in a garage games competition and, um, it, I was in with over 50 year olds. That was the age category. And so me and my partner were like number one in the nation right now, <laughs> that little comp. But it was, I just think it's kind of fun. Um, I probably won't do one for a while because they make you kind of sore. <laughs> Why? Well, you said one thing there that was really impactful. I mean, you said a lot of impactful things, but one that really struck me that I want to hone in on is that you don't test your maxes very often, but they are fun to test, like particularly in a competition. Ben and I have talked about this on the show half a dozen times, probably, that it's more important to practice than it is to test your maxes. Like, do, how often do you test maxes or do you, you never test them and you just kind of train? Did I hear you right in that? Um, I don't do a lot of maxes anymore. If they're maxing out at the gym, I mean, I might try to get close to my old max, but um, I'm just not quite, I don't think I'm quite as strong as I used to be when I was younger doing CrossFit and I'm a, a lot lighter now because of my nutrition. So I'm definitely, um, I went from like 35% body fat to like 18% body fat, um, which is pretty hard when you're in your fifties. I mean, th- um, first of all, that's amazing. Second of yeah. all, that is probably like, yes, obviously getting older tends to potentially lead to some people getting weaker, but that right there, that, that amount of like body fat change and probably your overall weight went way down. That's for from a barbell perspective, that's huge. Yeah. That's why we yes. have weight classes in, in weightlifting. Yeah, mass so, moves mass, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yes. And that that was kind of hard for me to learn that at first because I'd be irritated because like these people that were overweight would come in the gym and they would just lift, you know, even today we were doing some percentage. Uh, Ben's talks about how he likes when we do percentages of our max. Well, we do that a lot at our gym and there was somebody there that's been working out for like two months and, you know, I wasn't far ahead of her <laughs> and I was just like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. You're lifting weights. That's what's important at this point at, at my age so that I'm, I don't have osteoporosis and some of these other things that um, women get as they age. But um, anyway, I, I don't max out a lot anymore. It's just, I'm, it's just not that important to me. I don't think I'm quite as competitive as a lot of other people. I'm just happy to be there. Like I just like to talk to people and to encourage people and um, to share that, you know, you can be healthy as you get older. Um, you don't have to just lie back and sit back and watch TV and just let your life whittle away before you. Well, I do that Simple. most days for whatever that's worth. <laughs> I did a lot of binge watching over the weekend. Full disclosure. <laughs> 
full disclosure, it's a good hobby. I bet that's the hard part of getting into my routine is like, how do I find enough Netflix time in between all this podcasting? Uh, Michelle Hill, how about you? Are you max? Are you maxing out at all? Or are you following kind of the same? Uh, I, I like the idea of the max out a lot. Um, so, but I recognize that it's not really the best option for me. So example was on Saturday, we were supposed to find a three rep max deadlift. Maybe it was Friday. It was recently. Um, so I started, you know, warming up and doing it. And then when I got to like a heavy weight, I knew I could have done more, but like I have a SI thing in my back and it was just feeling like off. And so I was just like, you know, I think I'm good with that today. And I put the bar away and did my Metcon and moved Gallon on. Gallon bail, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was yeah. good. That was a, that was a mature, like not in age, but more like mature in like the amount of years you've done CrossFit. Like that shows, I mean, if I was in your shoes, I hope that I would do the same thing. Um, but I can tell you right now, like five, six years ago, I would have been like, absolutely not. I'm going to push through it. Oh yeah. And, you know, me, in that, me too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So and that, I probably would have like pulled maturity. something and yeah. then not been able to walk for three days. So yeah. I was like, you know what? That was a heavy weight for today. It was good. Yeah, an injured an injured CrossFitter is someone that can't train, uh, and that is a not a very effective fitness routine. So it's way better if you just back it off just a little. You know, caveat: the human body is extremely resilient, but um, but especially if like you can tell you're just not feeling it that day, you you can tell things are just nasty. They're not feeling good. It's perfectly fine to like get to that day's you know theoretical max and be like, I'm not going to push it today. And that was a very yeah. smart move. Yeah, I like when it's written um, like heavy for the day because I think yes. that just gives people a different mindset of like, you know, it doesn't have to be your heaviest. It's like a heavy or whatever you're feeling or however your body's moving today, which I I like that mindset shift more than like find a max today. Like, when I a, when I first heavy started, today. yeah, when I first started, it was every single Friday I had to PR my front squat, snatch, and clean and jerk. <laughs> like legitimately every Friday, me and a few of my friends, we would go in and we were following outlaw, like an old school, super competitive, like four hour a day training session. And every single Friday, it was one or max clean or one or max snatch, one or max clean and jerk, um, or maybe just clean sometimes. And then like one or max front squat every single did you, Friday. And did you PR every Friday? For like, for like three months. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Wow. And then everyone, and then everyone started taking steroids. At least that's what I'm going to say. And I couldn't keep up. Whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Do y'all PR a lot, like nine or t- nine years. I mean, I don't know how many years you've been doing it, Ben. How many years you've been doing it? Twelve. Uh, yeah, it's like. Yeah, you, no. The longer PR, you get into I, it, the less you PR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't tell you that. I couldn't even identify the last time I came close to PRing anything. The only time I would PR right now is if I haven't done it ever, really. But that's and that's totally fine with me. Like it's not. I've I've realized, and it seems like everyone here is the same way. It's like those, like the lifetime PRs are great. And like when you're first getting into CrossFit, like you're gonna hit them and it's gonna happen. But there's a certain time where where the law of diminishing returns kicks in, and you can no longer eat a, two pints of Ben and Jerry's for breakfast and PR. <laughs> three of the major lifts 
And then you have to bite that bullet and clean up your diet. And like you start having to really, really dial things in just for tiny, minute changes. Um, So a PR anymore would be a major accomplishment when back then it was like, well, if I didn't hit it that Friday, it was, you know, the end of the world. So, right. It's a maturity thing and an experience thing. And that's where loving the process is kind of helpful, right? Like, loving like trying to make that lift so perfect instead of mm-hmm. trying to make it the heaviest totally that's a good point so uh, we're kind of buttoning up against our time here so to wrap it up you know michelle hill i'll start with you if you were going to give you know a master's athlete and or new crossfitter and i think i said earlier you know those are usually the same people these days or quite often they're the same people you know you give somebody like you know one or two pieces of advice coming in what are kind of your top one or two? Um, just make sure you're having fun. Like if you're not going to keep going back, if you're not having fun. So like, I don't know, we always have like, we like to dance, listen to good music. Um, you know, just if a movement doesn't feel good, we just mix it up for something that feels better that day and don't sweat about it. Um, and not to, to rush, you know, like you always see all these people with these big weights and, the, the journey is better than the destination, in my opinion. Wow, that's a good quote. I like that. Better quotes than you've been. That was, that was, <laughs> I'm, I love it. Ben's writing that down. He's going to use it on every podcast now and steal happiness. it. Happiness. I actually, there was a quote on happiness I read yesterday that is the exact same thing where it's like happiness is found on the journey, not the destination. Like you will never achieve happiness if you're unable to achieve happiness on the journey. There is yeah. no destination. And I, it's the perfect, perfect parallel to, to the fitness journey. Well done, Michelle Hill from Canada. <laughs> and by the way, I have to say it before we end. Uh, I wrote this down. She said hockey within the first like three sentences of speaking. <laughs> of course. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to circle back around to how awesome that was being. My Canada <laughs> is showing. Very much. I'm, I'm shocked. We, we got to a full hour and we never talked about Tim Hortons. It's just a damn miracle. It's absolutely a miracle. Uh, how about Michelle Rao? How about you? What's one or two things you would give as advice to uh, new athletes coming in? Um, start slow. Go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Have a day off in between and um, keep coming back. Just keep showing up because every time you go, you're going to learn something and you're going to progress even if you don't see it right away. But, you know, consistency is key and just show up and you won't regret it. Well, neither one of you told new CrossFitters to subscribe to make what's great again. So I'm a little oh, hurt, but that's fine. That's fine. Everyone forgot to mention how Wadpart Masters is the best coaching community on planet earth. Like, well, honestly, we shouldn't even release this podcast, John. Yeah, I know we're just going to shelve it. Screw these We guys. didn't get the, the PR package before we signed up. I know. I Y'all know. are the I best. I mud you guys 10 bucks to mention Wadpart Masters. And here we are. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I'll mention it. You know, I think you guys are a really good representation of what cross what wide prep masters does for people. I mean, I've, you know, obviously had uh, the privilege of being able to see some of the athletes compete and, you know, been working now with Ben for, you know, a full quarter now we're on this at like episode 14 or 15 at this point. Dang. And, a, you know, a chance to really, you know, kind of talk about the difference it makes in people's lives. And I think you guys are, 
are showing that both in kind of your attitude toward the sport and the way you approach it. And then, you know, you're, you know, you're obviously continuing to learn. I think that's really cool. You know, I think Ben should give you a free muscle up course though. So you can get that muscle up Michelle Rao, but that's on Ben. I'm already part of Waterproof Academy, so I'm going to learn it. Okay. I'll I'll give you a free, if you, if any podcast guest ever stops by Denver, they get a free, free in-person muscle up seminar. Which are way more effective, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> but it, but all, in all seriousness, it's been uh, like it's so cool how you guys both have this like very welcoming attitude, and like you can tell that you guys kind of like are on fire. Even after so many years of CrossFit, like you're on fire to bring other people and like share this amazing thing that's transformed your life with others in a welcoming spirit, right? And that's why we are so honored and thankful to have you both inside of Wad Prep Masters because that's exactly what you do in there. I mean, heck, today when I posted about it to get you guys to, to just get some people as guests, like people were volunteering you to, right? They're like, <laughs> oh my God, have the Michelles on. I was like, perfect, great idea. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for both in our online quote unquote CrossFit gym. Um, and then actually in your local affiliates, like the, the world or the, the industry needs more and more people like you to show that it's okay to scale. It's okay not to be 22 years old. Um, and it's okay to be happy and, and enjoy the process and not worry about the, the fancy numbers. So I love it. All, all we ask is that you share this podcast with all your friends. So Michelle Hill, you're in charge of all of Canada. Okay, got it. <laughs> and uh, Michelle Rao, you have to get the entire South. You know, Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Mississippi. I, I've already trying. got Mississippi. All SEC schools. All SEC schools are your responsibility. How about that? And they're graduates. Yeah. Well, well we, not, we appreciate you, Ben. And we appreciate you, John. I really appreciate Ben sending me that email the very first day he sent it out for Wad Prep Plus. Like, I just happened to be on my computer and I signed up in five minutes within reading it. So I made when. all these friends from Canada and Iceland. And anyway, we appreciate you. Appreciate right. you too, John, for joining us. Oh, it's always fun. I Nothing I like better than talking about old people working out. It's the best. <laughs> best. All right. Well, Ben, this has been fun as always. Uh, yeah. Before. Before we end, I think we've been in all these with to get subscribed to our podcast. So we're on all the channels now, like anything we could possibly be on, we are on and YouTube. Uh, so make sure you subscribe, share, even if you're in Canada or the South, you guys share to other people too. You guys may not know everybody and uh, we'd really appreciate it. Ben, yeah, and introduce anything? it to someone who's, who's new, who maybe even hasn't drunk the Kool-Aid yet, drank the Kool-Aid, whatever. We're not going to yeah. go through that. But uh, these kind of podcasts are really great for for beginners who are trying to dip their toes in because we get to see firsthand like, hey, what was your, you know, what were the Michelle's stories? They had both different backgrounds and uh, it's amazing how it unites so many different kinds of people. Yeah. And uh, if you're just starting CrossFit and you have someone who has the same name as you and you'd like to come on the show, send us a DM. We love to have <laughs> people with all similar names. It would be yeah. Awesome. And we love that. I think it'd be super cool to have like straight up beginners on the podcast. Like I started two weeks ago. What do I do? That'd be really cool to see what kind of questions they come up with. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that. So if anybody wants to volunteer, we'll, uh, we'll bring a beginner on and let them ask us live questions How about that. Cool. That'd be fun. All right. Well, this has been fun for everyone listening. Appreciate you guys joining us and we will see you next Tuesday.